Welcome to Radio Training School Time Capsule Class 2020, and we are with... I'm Slane Marshall, and I'm 30 years old from the deep south, the bottom of the South Island of NZ. Bluff of all places. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, Do you have a radio nickname? Uh, Well, in our show, I go, well, Jethro come up with it. He, He goes... Welcome, because we do the Department of Conversation, 9 to 12 every day on call. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just mucking around, and Jethro goes, oh, with Slano and Jethro. And I'm like, okay, I can put on a pretty good Yobbo accent when Slano? I say that. Slano? Yeah. <laughs> with the accent? Through it and through the nose. All right. Slano. But when he says it, yeah, I'm Jethro. Uh, you are here on the dock with the Slano and Jethro. <laughs> so whatever accent you want to throw at it, comes out very similar. <laughs> Where did you grow up? Uh, mostly in Bluff, small town, and Invercargill, which is like 20 minutes up the road. Very small places, so like Invercargill being essentially the capital city itself, it's like still like 40, between 40, 45,000 people. Back in the day, it was like 50, but a lot of people started leaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I dare say it's because of the grey clouds that are everywhere. How and Bluff, it? Bluff's like 800 people at most, so very small places, yes. All right. So, well, cities blew my mind when I first went to cities. How was yeah. it? Uh, like when I first got there. Yeah. Or, or growing up there, you mean? Growing up there. Oh, sorry. Uh, it was great, actually. Um, I guess growing up not in the city, you, you're... Well, at least in my experience, we were a lot more innovative and sort of mechanically minded than a lot of the the, the town kids from school because we had to be, you know, because, uh, like, we, we all come from... Everyone down there, except from a few of the friends who were had wealthy families, we all low to middle class, you know, if you want something, you go work for it, you know, I want this cool thing in my car, or, you know, you've got to do it yourself, you know, and this is before the days of Google, so you had to be really quite imaginative. So I think in that respect, it was was great for giving me a sort of uh, mechanical sort of thought process almost. Uh Versatile. Oh, versatile, yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, innovative, versatile, all those good things. But the the downside come from Southland, I don't have the accent anymore. But no, we but can they, hear this. Yeah, I know. I sound like a yobbo. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> the thing with Southlanders, especially like when I hear my family speak, like the word power, they say power. Oh. You hear the difference? Oh yes, yeah, I the, can hear. And they they don't they don't write the three R's down, but they do pronounce them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the power bill was high this month. Is it, Dad? Well, sounds serious. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose to come and study radio? For me, uh, I've always loved the radio. I grew up listening to The Rock. I, I come from a family full of Woodstock drinking Falcon driving bogans. Um, That's uh, which, an interesting way to put it. Uh, yeah, yeah, a fair, fair few adjectives in that sentence. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, for the reason, so I was in Australia. Um, I originally went to Australia to chase accounting, chase big money. It uh, didn't work out that way. I got, um, I sort of fell into construction accidentally. I was just advertising for a job on Facebook saying, look, anything going in the Brisbane area, I would love just because I didn't want to go home. I needed some money. And then a few boys called me from Sydney. And they said, mate, come down. Like we know, used to fix cars, did welding, measuring, engineering, all that crap. You will be able to help us on the construction site. We'll, we'll talk some, uh, we will illustrate the truth to the boss and uh, we'll get you in. Absolutely fine. So uh, that was cool. Ended up staying in construction for a couple of years. and But the thing that sort of started worrying me is all my friends in their mid-30s have been doing it for, say, like 15, 20 years. Um, they all have back problems. They all have body problems. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, well, look, it's okay. 
but I feel like I would rather use my talents elsewhere. So then I, even over there, I would stream the rock radio station and, and or listen to the podcast, whatever I could because of the time difference. And I absolutely love that. And then, you know, I was sort of like, man, I like talking more than working. I can, I can generally stir up a crowd. All right. And make them laugh. So why don't I have a go at this? And, um, so then I did my research, uh, looked all around the place, all the radio schools from New Zealand. I checked them all out, spoke to a lot of them. Um, why in New Zealand? Why not in Australia? Oh, uh, oh, that's a great question. I kind of, I kind of wanted to come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia was all right. Uh, which Australia was great to be fair, but I just, I just felt like I wanted to come home, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Sort of guess miss my family and that. And, uh, like I've got a little nephew growing up and I, I was seeing two or three days of him every like year and I'm like, oh man, you look heaps different. Your hair's still orange, but you look different, you know. So <laughs> I thought you should, uh, I should be a little closer for those sorts of things, family commitments yeah. and that, you know. So um, you've been looking for school, radio school? Yeah, well actually this one here, NZRTS, mm-hmm. Auckland, is if, as far as my research goes, it is, the, it is the best of the best, the creme de la creme. And also, especially Auckland, is probably another big draw point is all the radio stations I like are here. And that's why I came to this one. I was originally going to go to Wellington, and we actually had a bit of a dispute one day at home about where we were going to move to, because we were at my parents' place at this time. And um, and she sort of said, well, you know, if we were to, you know, go our separate ways, what would you do? And I said, oh, I'll go straight to Auckland, go to the radio school there. I want a job in Media Works at The Rock. And she's like, well, why are we looking at Wellington? Bloody good point. And that all worked out for the best, because the Wellington uh, course actually closed, yes. as you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. poor old Anthony got shafted on that. So it was an obvious choice for you to come here. It, it absolutely was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What kind of personality trait do you think suits best for radio? Um, I would say confident. Confidence? If I had to pick one, confidence. All right. Yeah. Uh, and probably enthusiasm. If I had to pick a very close second, mm-hmm. and especially if you get into the studio, and even if you're unprepared, perhaps not totally, like you have an idea of, oh, maybe this has happened. I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You don't need a lot of notes if you're excited about something. You can, or at least for me, I can talk my way through as many breaks as you want, just rabbiting crap, you know. But, I mean, I sell it with the the confidence and enthusiasm that I try and punch behind it, and I think that's what makes the difference, you know. What kind of radio do you like? Uh, Like genre of station? Um, Yeah, in terms of station or in terms of what you like to hear on the radio? Oh, okay. Um, I like something that makes me laugh, hence why I listen to the Morning Rumble each morning and Jay and Dunk in the afternoon on The Rock, you know. Um, and even better, actually, I got to meet all those boys, and they said, don't meet your heroes, you know. Or, I don't want to say heroes, perhaps people I look up to, don't meet them. And I was like, well, I met them, they were great. This is magic. So I don't know, people were just picking the wrong heroes. <laughs> but for me, yes, uh, sorry. Definitely something that makes me laugh. It has to, like my whole life revolves around comedy. You know, it's, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a stand-up comedian, but I wish I was. You know, um, it's not too late. Yeah, well, that's right. Maybe one day. Should give it a shot. Oh, yeah. I've even written terrible jokes about politicians. What radio means to you? What radio means to me? Um, it's a means to pass on joy, I think, to people, or pass on oh, nice. at least emotion and feeling. Like if someone's telling you a heartfelt story on the radio, and they're generally heartfelt and emotional about it I think that passes on to you as a listener if you know especially if you're passionate about the same topic mm-hmm. so I think yeah that's what it means to me it means you can pass on what you're thinking either to the detriment or the you know the the, the bitterness the benefits of, the benefits sorry yeah of, of others yeah so I, I think that's that's exactly what it means to me like all the intimacy and stuff that they speak about in the textbooks 
because um, I, I happened to treat myself to a textbook while I was still working in Australia. I thought, oh, I'll try to prepare for this. Uh, every day at Smoko, the other boys are out, yeah, yeah, hang it, go on. Oh, I'm sitting there reading my radio book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be out in a moment. Save us a diary. Yep, thanks. You know, that, was that, was, that isn't why you like radio, because it's so, like, it's an emotion media? Absolutely. And I also think just from the, the job or the, it's fun. It's absolutely fun. So to, to continue on a little further, I know I'm giving long answers, but uh, to continue a little further in that in that subject, uh, I sort of said to myself, because I've been in a lot of industries and I get sick of changing industries every five years, starting at the bottom rung again, climbing my way up, mm -hmm. only to go, oh, well, that's run out or I'm sick of that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, there's got to be some criteria if I'm going to pick something I'm going to do for the rest of my life. So one, it's got to be fun. I have to be having laughs all the time or else I'm a miserable prick, you know. Yeah, and... Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I can take misery to a good level or bad level. Sorry, you know, um, it's good. There's got to be like a a reward at the end of it if you're good at it. If you can work hard enough in something, you're going to get the recognition because recognition is a huge part of it for me. Um, so uh, you know, you can get the recognition and the money and potentially fame if you are really good at it. You know, so that's that's um, for lack of a better term, that's the carrot in front of the rabbit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And for me, that those are the huge factors. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And and I think the third thing was just something I could feel comfortable in with with my type of personality. Yes. I'm, you know, this is the first sort of industry I've been in where I'm not getting told to be quiet. They're encouraging it, like, yeah, get that out there, that's bloody good, mate. Whereas the old bosses are like, hey, 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 shut up, get back to work. And I'm like, yeah, 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 all right, all right, you know. <laughs> you know, I actually used to get warnings from my boss, like, it was kind of in a funny way, but he knew how, he knows how I am, you know. He'd be like, look, can you go into this job, easy on the talking, uh, there's people working here. And I'm like, yeah, that'll be right. No, no, easy on the talking. All right, all right, brother. <laughs> no problem, I'll do it, I'll well, do it. there's no way we're going to say that to you now. Yeah, the radio. definitely not, <laughs> definitely not. Well, that's your idea. <laughs> all right, how do you see yourself in 10 years? 10 years? Radio-wise, uh, Radio-wise, I'm either at a position where I, oh, sorry, spat a little bit there. Um, I'm, not, I'm not doing that to people, for sure. I'm not spitting at people. That's definitely something we've all picked up out of COVID. No, please, yes. Yeah, shout out to COVID. This is taken from the COVID area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, 10 years, I would see myself either on air, like with a regular show, or at least very close to it, mm -hmm. or working very closely with those that are. So, I mean, even if... Well, The goal is to get on here, but I know that can be an absolute hell of a journey. I hope in 10 years I can look back and say, I worked my ass off for the last 10 years, and that's why I'm where I am, you know, because cause I'm all for that. Like, uh, I have this weird thing. If I'm at home and I'm not being productive, there's this incredible guilt. Like, hey, you could have spent that last half hour researching shit. I mean, because I watch a lot of these things, you know, like, for, take, for example, the how Eminem got his start. He was constantly just... Anytime he thinks something, he write it down. He's constantly just putting it on tapes, putting it out there, trying, 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 trying. And eventually, because of that, that is what got him his start with Dr. Dre. He just chucked out a tape one time at a concert. Dude caught it, gave it to Dr. Dre, rung him. God damn, next week you're in the, I think it was the Interscope Records studios. Like, mm -hmm. holy shit. He even says, like, holy shit, this happened so quickly, you know. And so I, I would like to... I would love for that to happen to me, and I feel like I should do everything in my power to make that happen. Yes. If you don't, if you don't buy a ticket, you can't win the lottery. True that. Do you ha and personally, how do you see yourself in 10 years? Uh, hopefully, in better shape. I'm in all right shape You're now. Selling, yeah. Ah, look at this shit. I don't know, used to have this. <laughs> That's a love handle, by the way. I've just showed the poor, yeah. poor <laughs> presenter here. Pull his love handle out of his t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, maybe. Well, you look good though. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. I uh, definitely uh, in ten, ten years, I'll, I have a truckload more tattoos. Oh, I'll yeah. probably have less hair, but I've always decided that if my hair's going to fall out to the point where I'm going to look funny, you know, like you know, like those blokes who are in denial and they're like, like Homer Simpson, nah, still, still got it, man, still got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you don't. So I always said to myself, if that happens, mm-hmm. I will be the biggest, scariest, tattooed up, muscly bald man you've ever met. Well, now we're, I'll look like a human yeah, bowling ball. Okay. That's the Ten idea. Ten years and I'll see you was like, oh, is it slain? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So that's the idea. Yeah. And okay, when Slane will walk out from this time capsule, what is he gonna find? What am I gonna find in 10 yeah. years? Um, I'm gonna find that COVID took like three years to deal with, but uh, you know, it's still around the place a little bit. <clears throat> Last question Do you have a message for Slane in 10 years? Oh, yeah, um, mate, I, I hope you stop smoking. Um, you can smoke when you, you know, have a dar- uh, get on the piss, or whatever. That's okay. But stop smoking all the time. Go easy on the weed. Which right now you're practicing responsibly. You're finished smoking weed about seven thirty at night. So, uh, which works well if you go to bed at like nine thirty. You don't wake up with that sort of days thing. Mm-hmm. So continue that to the point where maybe you just do it in the weekend, something like that. So, um, but honestly, just stay happy. If, if if you can keep your head out of that shitty line of depression, most things will just work out. They will work themselves out, especially if you put yourself to it. So, so my friend, I hope you're doing all that. And if uh, if you're single, I hope you're pumping it. Absolutely. Slane doesn't know it yet, but he's not going to be alone in this time capsule because Larry, one of our teachers, has some words for him. What is Slane's best quality? Uh, Slane is a doer. He, uh, he has surprised himself this year with what he could do because this is a very much a, a change for him. And I think it's been a gradual understanding that um, he could just relax a little bit and start being Slane rather than being who he thought he must be or should be. How do you see him in 10 years? In 10 years, I think he will continue to mature and, um, and will really enjoy uh, bringing all of his skills and all of his experiences to the fore. And um, yeah, I, th- I think he's, he's giving himself other skills that he was unaware that he was competent and capable in achieving. How do you see him in the radio industry? Yeah, a good point. Um, he likes organising. He's a, actually a, a very good teacher. Uh, when I just watch him, um, I think uh, he will he will probably be in a teaching role. So he'll probably be in a managerial role, uh, organising others and assisting them to do their best. Well, thank you for sharing your time with us today. We are going to close the Slane 2020 time capsule now. See you in 10 years. Thank you, Steph, for having me on. Thank you. Thank you. This is Time Capsule. Time Capsule.